pews are evened out a little bit. I thought last Sunday we were starting to list a little bit to this side. We had everybody sitting on that side. So uh, today is a beautiful day, and it's a God that they met. Yes. So this is this is great. This is great. And uh, I don't think we have any announcements other than you will notice that we have some birthdays. Uh, Goldie is going to have a birthday on Thursday. And she's not sitting where she usually does, and she's in disguise over on this side. So. <laughs> so one sitting next to Doc. <laughs> and Elsie Buck's having a birthday, too. And Gary and Shirley, how many years? 46. Wow. You've been married longer than I've been alive. <laughs> well, congratulations. That's great. That's great. 61 years yesterday. Whoa. That is fantastic. That, that's right. Well, Paul, you must have married you must have married Christine when she was in grade school. Great, that's great. Correction on the prayer ministry guide. Uh, Goldie and I sort of discovered this on the on the back page, on the three-quarter page. Pray for those with various illnesses and injuries. Yeah. It's not early Blatt, it's Earl. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so. I wonder who Earl is. That's a mistake in the computer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I asked Goldie, and she said she didn't know an early Blatt, so we figured it has to be Earl. Yeah, okay, no big deal, no big deal. That happens sometimes. Not a big deal at all. Well, okay, I think we've done enough welcome and announcements. We have an opening hymn, ladies and gentlemen, Come Thou Almighty King. Let's stand and sing number 267. I'm not going to pass the microphone around, but uh, I think everybody can speak loud enough that we can hear them. If you can't... <clears throat> We'll, uh, we'll interpret. Yeah. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to point out or ask for prayer for? Karen, or 
Donna. It's a. What's the prognosis? Do they? Did do you know whether they? You say he had cancer. He had cancer, and they did the And they removed everything, or? That I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll just pray anyhow. That's. Oh, kidney cancer. Okay. Christine, I overlooked you. Do you have any other updates? dynamic person for the for the congregation. Yeah. Okay. Nancy. Oh no. So he, so the little guy needs a heart transplant. Oh, for gosh sakes. Okay, Colson, we'll pray for you too. Praise the Lord. I am happy to be in the house of the Lord. 
and a beautiful day driving over. Um, I was fully awake coming over, you know. Now, for some reason, my wife woke up at, she said, before 3.48 a.m. How much, how much before? Just a little bit before, because I, I looked at the clock, and so she's been awake, and I've been awake, and I didn't go back to sleep. At one point, so she, I heard her rattling around out there in the kitchen, you know. And then after a while, she came back in, and, and she sort of patted me. You know what that means? You know what that means? That means she still likes me. <laughs> but she couldn't go back to sleep, so she, after maybe an hour, she got back up again, you know. And so we've been, we've been awake since, <laughs> since before 4 o'clock this morning. Uh, so we were fully awake, and, and she she talked more between home and, and here this morning. She talked more than I have heard her talk for weeks, you know, because <laughs> she was awake too. You know, a lot of times she's, you know, 10 minutes after we leave home, she's, she's snoozing. Isn't that right? I am not telling anything out of school here. This is public knowledge, you know. Her parents trained her to sleep in the car. So guess what? She's, she's you know, late 60s and she's still doing it, you know. <laughs> well, hallelujah. I'm glad this week is over. How about you? Yikes. Miserable week for us. And it all started when? It all started last Sunday on the way home. The Christoffel mobile, it goes and then it goes bang, 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 bang. And we're, we're only to Reading. I mean, you know, there, there's 15, 20 minutes to get home. You know, Well, it's, the car's not doing it. And so we pull off, and we pull, we call the son. Son, come get us. We are calling AAA, and they come and got the car. It would not go on its own. And so Monday, Monday we find out. I go. I said, uh, you, you know, I am not a. I, I told the mechanic guy. I said, I am not an auto diagnostic technician. He looked at me and he says, no, you don't even look like one. <laughs> he said, well, well, I said, but, I, you know, I got to get my word in there. I said, I think it's probably really serious transmission problems. You know, this is hydraulic transmission fancy doodah hydraulic transmission and something something happened in there to hear it go bang, bang, bang. <laughs> he, he called me back in a couple of Yeah, you were right. <laughs> so so I'm working on another job now. Maybe, you know, I can do diagnose at least transmissions. Well, so I go and he says, you don't want to know how much. I said, well first 
First give me the good news. How soon can you fix it? He said, oh, in a couple days. I said, in a couple days, what do you have to do in a couple days? He says, we have to take all the old transmission out and put a brand new transmission in. I go, gulp. I already see big dollar signs. And sure enough, hey, folks, I listen. I'm just praising God for this, sanction, this, uh, this congregation and the fact that you give me some extra because of mileage and so forth because it helped pay the $4,400 and $1. Why, why is it $1? I don't know. $4,401 it cost to fix that crazy car. And it goes just fine now. And it doesn't go anymore, you know. Hallelujah. But that was just the start of the week. You know, that's just, that's just Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Did you have 70 mile an hour Wednesday? We had 70, maybe 80 mile an hour winds. What happens when you got 70 and 80 mile an hour sustained winds? What happens? I'll tell you what. Ohio, they come along with this rig, and they, if you got, if you have a tree that is in with sight distance of electric line, they go, they chop that thing, you know. Well, not so much in Pennsylvania. And, and Pico, which is Philadelphia Electric Company, Pico, they don't trim trees unless it is just absolutely necessary and sparks are jumping from the electric line to the tree. They might, cons they might consider trimming it. And so you get a big wind. Well, so Wednesday, Thursday, I, I'm in the office here Friday. Uh, uh, she says, well, do, do you... Um, uh, what shall we put in the bulletin? That you know, there's a number of things, and I go, I don't know. I said, I may come, and I want may I may want to stand way up there because I haven't had a shower since Monday. <laughs> no water, no air conditioning, and otherwise just everything miserable. You know, have you ever had a day like that? Two days. Two days. <laughs> yeah. Rest of Wednesday, all day Thursday, you know, you're two nights in there, you're laying there in, in bed, you know. And, and then Friday, you know, go, well, you know, <laughs> I sure hope they do. Well, hallelujah. You know, I'm still, three times this morning before I did my shower, I was thanking the Lord for electricity and running water. I don't care if it's hot or cold, at least it's running water. <sighs> Yeah, and then my wife wakes up early. I guess she was ready to praise the Lord. But you know, my wife, just positive stuff now. That's the stuff. By the way, it, all that stuff wasn't God's fault. Did you know that? Whatever your troubles are, God is not your problem. He's a present help in the time of trouble, folks. And he gets a screw. Hey, next time, catch yourself and say, you know, the pastor said, if I'm having troubles, call her in the name of the Lord. 
And you know what? He's there. He's a present help in the time of trouble. Thank you, Lord. And the thing is, see, you don't have to go through all that chaos and trouble and problems, whatever, by yourself. I don't care if nobody else cares. God cares. And he's with you. And he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. You give your heart and life to God, and he stays with you. He remembers when you don't remember. Thank you, Lord. You know, Well, sort of a positive thing. But, you know, my wife is, is de facto retired, but actually the last day is this coming Wednesday, the day before we go to Indiana to, to, to celebrate our grandson's graduation. I think that's in the bulletin. In, anyway, uh, so here she is retiring, and you know, you know what you do when you retire? You start looking around and say, well, what else needs to be done? You're stuck in a house when you're, yeah, well, so guess what? So guess what? So the governor has said that, that barbers cannot cut hair. I know, and I can feel it going down my neck and down my collar. And I, you know, so nine o'clock last night, <laughs> I, you got to get a good picture of this. Nine o'clock last night, I, I, I command my wife. You, you, you know, I command her to, to nag me. There's a number of things I command her to do, you know. Most of it she doesn't mind. She says, you know, that's not biblical, uh, husband. And I go, oh, I guess not. To, to, to command to nag me, that's not, maybe that's not a good one. Anyway, I told her to get scissors, and she was so diligent, she took isopropyl alcohol. They were sticky school scissors. She put ice. I thought it was in case she got me, and you know, and if it bled, uh, that I wouldn't get whatever, you know. I, you know, she was just trying to get rid of the sticky stuff. Anyway, so, so I go, I go in the bathroom, and you know, in the bathroom, there's not too many places to sit, right? I got her laughing. I got her laughing, folks. You know, wake wake up before four o'clock in the morning. Got her laughing, so I'm sitting there and I drape a towel around myself and I said, "Cut!" <laughs> and she she proceeds to cut. You know, and I you know, of course, my brain is always, you know, does your brain just do something? You know, my brain is saying, but I caught myself. I didn't say a thing. I'm going to let her know what I, what I was thinking, you know. I was saying, well, she was back there, chop, 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 chop. I was, you know, I was thinking about saying, well, now, are you cutting it straight? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say a thing. I was quiet. <laughs> and when she was all done, I go, you know, this could be a new career. This could be her new thing. And then she reminded me that June 15th will probably be the day that the, the uh, barbers get to start cutting hair again. And so June 15th, she will retire again from cutting hair. All right. And then during the night, I woke up on this deal. No, this is, this is like 2 o'clock. You know, how many times do you wake up during the night? I woke up and I go... Lord, I don't care if it is straight or not. 
I'm just thankful that that's not going down my neck anymore. <laughs> now, folks, this is just, I'm telling you, this is just life. Some people think that pastors are so theological. They are just so theological. They're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. Hey, I got an earthly life, and we face it, and we face problems, and we face the hallelujah stuff. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for, for my wife and her scissors. Thank you, Lord, for electricity. Thank you, Lord, for water. And thank you, Lord, for Conewago congregation and all the people connected. Thank you, Lord. Thank You know, you, you know what? You can never, if you feel like sometimes you're praising the Lord too much, oh, no, you're not even coming close. We have so much to be thankful for. And that we need, we need to be aware of the things, the things around, you know, not just in our own, you know, I got, I was uncomfortable this, this week on a couple points. You, you, you know, you can just fill in the blanks. But there's, you know, God's blessing always outweighs whatever I'm facing. And to say, Lord, teach me to pray and not just to be, listen, not just to be focused in and say, what are my problems? By the way, that's pretty easy. That's human nature. Say, what are my problems? And whatever. But to start doing like this and looking out and say, all right, if I got problems, I know other people do too. And start giving ourselves to prayer for others and to pray for them. And when you see something really good happen to somebody, maybe they don't even know to praise the Lord. Well, I can praise the Lord for them and say, Lord, thank you for blessing that family and for helping them through what they're going through. All right. And you just keep praising the Lord. And your prayers and your, especially your praises, will never catch up to how good God is. God will always be way ahead of what you are thanking God for. And while you're thanking him, yeah, he's done 10, 10 other things while you were thinking to, to praise him. And so at mealtime, whenever, you know, I don't know when, when do you pray? Whenever you pray, you know, I do a lot when I'm driving, you know. I used to close my eyes while I was praying, you know, while I was driving. And my wife said, well, maybe that's not a good idea. Uh, I actually did. My, my mom's children are not as smart as what they think they are sometimes. Praise God. Just keep praising God. That's a... That's that's the first message today. Uh, the other thing I want want to sort of get into, and this is uh, yikes, sorry about that, Dave. Um, let, let's go back to uh, uh, Romans where we sort of left off last Sunday, and the Word of God is way more important than the pastor being a little goofy, trying to do wit. <laughs> Well, my, my wit sometimes 
sort of works and sometimes it doesn't. Let's go to Romans chapter 14 and uh, sort of pick up where we left off. And we are working at, and you'll see the verse in uh, Roman, or in uh, Acts 1 when we get there. We're talking about things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And, and by the way, heads up for him selection. So anything to do with the kingdom in every other week here for a while uh, is appropriate. Okay? Because it's very kingdom uh, focused and various aspects of the kingdom of God. And, and, I, and my perception is this doesn't get preached a lot. Um, but so we're going we're gonna to see it in this passage. Uh, we started on this passage last Sunday, and I want to pick up uh, right there where we sort of left off. Um, verse 13, it says, uh, Romans 14, verse 13, Therefore let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this to put, uh, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. What can I do not to be your problem? You know, not to cause you to go, I'm going to give up because what that guy is saying and doing, it, it, you know, it just drives me crazy. I don't want anything to do with that. No, no, no. You do the thing that helps others say, oh, God, help me. Okay, you help them do that. Verse 14 says, I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. So if you think drinking Coca-Cola is necessarily a bad thing, then for crying out loud, don't drink Coca-Cola. It may be okay for everybody else, but for you, you'd better not. All right, that's how that works. And realize that that is going on in everybody else's life, all right? Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. In other words, you're, you're eating something that is... Anybody eat things that's ridiculous? You got to think about that a little bit. You know, I knew a guy that uh, he was he was into uh, snails and seafood and all that kind of thing. That was perfectly okay, but eating cows and eating pigs and eating chickens was that that was off limits. And I go well, around him. I I just try not to eat hamburgers around him. That's because that's what this says. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. You respect them. You respect where they're at. It's not saying you have to agree with them, but you care enough about them to have a tender heart toward them. All right? Now, this, I mean, there are, there are things that's out of bounds. Okay, uh, somebody that's, listen, I had a neighbor that was into murder. And it ended drug, it was drug dealing. One morning about 9 o'clock, this was in Ohio. 
three houses down, three houses down in, in town, and we see all these vests that say FBI with machine guns running down the street toward his house. And I sort of, I went out on the front porch, you know, of course, in Ohio, that's where you, you, know, you just go out on your porch, and the guy says, get back in your house. I go, yes, sir, yes, sir, I'll go back in, back in my house. And they went down there, and fortunately, the guy, the guy had all kinds of guns, but did not resist, and they, you know, after about a half hour, they paraded him away, you know. There they go. I, I bet 30 or 40 FBI guys got him, took him away. He was in the murder now, all this kind of thing. Now, listen, if somebody's in the murder, no, no, you don't just tolerate says, Well, you know, it says you're supposed to get a lot. No, there's a, there is a boundary in here. Do you know God hates murder? And, and, and you know, it, whether you eat chicken or whether you eat hamburgers, this, this is not a big deal unto God. And if you want to be totally vegetarian, I'm going to respect you on that. That's not a murder thing. <laughs> you know, there's other things under heaven that God says, no way, no way, Jose. And we need to call the FBI and say, you know, yeah, he's right down the street here from me. He lived, I don't know how long he lived down there before we realized that something wasn't quite right. <laughs> you know, it was years. He had threatened to kill me and all my neighbors knew it. He hated ministers. You know, but, and, he t and he told me to my face, he told me this. But then our church folks helped his family while he was in jail. Wife and three little girls. And he sang a different tune when he got out of jail. And then they moved. Yeah, they, they, they moved out of town once he got out. He, he was in jail, I don't know how many years. Well, you know, listen. Have a tender heart for those around you. But if, if they're into serious crime, no, no. See, there is, and this book helps you see where the dividing line is. All right? So don't try not to mess up somebody's life just because of what you eat or don't eat, or what they eat and what they don't eat. Verse 16 says, or verse, end of verse 15, do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. In other words, so this guy only likes snails and fish and whatever, and he doesn't like my hamburger. I'm not, I'm going to do my best not to let my hamburgers mess up his life and his relationship with the Lord. It's not worth it. And it says in verse 17, here's a verse I want you to see in this passage. For the kingdom of God, we're talking about kingdom, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Actually, the Greek says it is not what you eat and not what you drink, okay, but righteousness, peace, and joy 
in the Holy Spirit. Right, what's righteousness? Righteousness. Now, right, some people imagine that you know, righteousness is a, is a $98,000 word. You know, it's, it, it sounds like something on the other side of, of Jupiter, or at least on the other side of the moon. All right, it's not, it has nothing to do with the real world. It's just imaginary out there, something to do with God, and I have no idea other than that. No, 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 no. Listen, if you got a neighbor that has a need and, and you are moved with compassion to help them and you do what is in your, you can't do for them what is not in your power, but you, there are some things you can do and you do those things to help them from your heart. Guess what that is? That's righteousness. Blessing others, especially at the point that they need to be blessed. It's not just saying, oh God, you do it. No, 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 you do it. You do it. You be the ambassador, and that is the righteousness, righteousness. I gotta slow down a little bit. That is the righteousness of God coming into your mind, coming into your heart, coming into your behavior. And you do, you do, as, as God's ambassador, you do the righteousness of God for that person. Now, that's real life. That's real. So what is the kingdom of God? Righteousness. You do in the righteousness. And then it's, what else does it say? Peace. Are you at peace with everybody all the time? Well, I wish. <laughs> and I know better. <laughs> I know how families can get, you know, some of this in our family, you know. No, no, no. Hold your finger right there and go back a page, maybe, back to uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 18. Romans 12, 18. Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as much as depends on you. You know what? There's a lot of stuff in this world that does not depend on me. No, no, no. I wouldn't even imagine. No, no, no. You know, what this president of ours does or does not do. What the speaker of the house does or does not do. What, the, you know, what all, the, what all these politicians, what they do, do or do not do. No, no, no. It's way beyond me. I'm not going to control it. I can pray for them. That's about as far as it goes. There is things that it depends on that that it depends on me. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with who? Everybody, all men, everybody. As much so, so you okay? How much does it depend on me? If the president comes to my house, then it maybe something will de it depend on me. Maybe I need to tell him something. And even if he wouldn't ask, if he comes to my house, I'll tell him some things. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I will, all right? I, I just think I need to do that. But if it, listen, it doesn't, there's a bunch of things that does not, listen, and not being peaceable with everybody. What is the kingdom of God? It is righteousness, peace, and joy, going back to, to Romans 14, righteousness, peace, 
and joy in the Holy Spirit. And then verse 18 of that uh, chapter 14 says, For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Verse 19, key verse, kingdom verse, kingdom verse. Therefore, let us, that's you and me, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. And so my job is not to make my wife feel humiliated. I, I hope saying that you woke up before four o'clock. That doesn't that didn't particularly humiliate you. And he says, now's the time to ask. <laughs> Your job is not to humiliate anybody. There, there seem like in a lot of churches, Coventry Church, I can talk about them because they're, they're two hours that way. Coventry Church, there's this lady whose self-appointed mission is to tell anybody and everybody off. Maybe you don't know anybody that way. And the first time she did it to me, I took it personally. Yikes. I mean, she wasn't nicey-nice. She was as nasty and obnoxious as absolutely possible. And this is her Christian duty. Well, I found out that you know, she's, she's done this to everybody in, the ch- everybody in the church at one time or another, and sometimes multiple times in a week, at least multiple times in a month. Yikes. Uh, it was, wasn't it, you know, she thought she was doing something real helpful? No, I don't think so. And, and her aim was not to build people up, but I don't know. What, what was her aim? I pray for her. I still pray for her. She's still living. Uh, yeah. And I get, re, you know, so we rarely go to, to Coventry because we're out doing other things in, at here, for example. You know, I have heard through the grapevine, yeah, she's still up to it. She's still doing that. I heard one guy say this. You know, I can hardly wait till she passes on. I go, no, 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 no. Don't, don't wish that on anybody. You know, pray the grace of God on her. Pray that the blessing of God. You pray? I go, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? It is the goodness of God that causes people to repent. Oh, God, you bring your goodness to her in a way that is transformative in her life. You know, and I, st- I have a picture of what it would be for her not to do that anymore. I don't know if she has that. <laughs> but dear friends, pray. And that there be that peaceableness and edifying one another. Let's go to, let's go to Acts and... Uh, uh, by the way, I probably will not get to Revelation today. I, I will probably do one verse in Revelation just to end. Acts chapter 1. Did you know Acts chapter 1 is a lot about the kingdom? And I didn't know this till I was in my late 30s, early 40s. 
how can you be a minister and not know this stuff? I don't know. It, it just takes time to learn a lot. Acts chapter 1 brings up the topic of the kingdom. And I want you to see this because what is the book of Acts? The book of Acts is the Acts of the Apostles. And the Acts of the Apostles is what? To bring forth the body of Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, to bring that forth on the face of this earth to be a testimony unto the Lord Jesus Christ and to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus, all right? That's what the book of Acts is about. Well, from the get-go, it talks about kingdom. And so we're just going to read down right from the first uh, verse. It says, the former account I made, O Theophilus. By the way, what is that? That's the book of Luke. The book of Luke starts out the same way to the, as a letter to this guy, Theophilus. For all that Jesus both began to do and to teach, that's the book of Luke, until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after suffering many, after suffering by many infallible proofs, there's all kinds of evidence to, the, to these people. Listen, you believe, and eventually you'll have all kinds of evidence that there's a real God. It may not happen overnight, but it will eventually. You say, Lord, I want you in my life. Sooner or later, you will get to the point that, oh, Lord, that was you. I know that was you. And, and there will be an evidence to your own heart an infallible proof in your own heart that God is real. And it says, being seen by them, that's the apostles, uh, during 40 days and speak, here's what Jesus, between his resurrection and the time he ascended to the Father, here's what he talked to them about. And speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God. Is the kingdom of God good or bad? Oh, it's good. It's very good. It is so good, we can't imagine how good the kingdom is. Suppose, now, that, now you're going to, this may stretch you. This may stretch your imagination. Suppose every person that had, that was in government in our country, every person that had authority, rulership, uh, was in the courts, uh, for crying out loud, that worked on, on the highways, that they were all Christians, bonafide, genuine, fired up, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, Christians. So just suppose that. All of them, 100%. Would it be different than what it is now? Hmm. Ponder that. You know what that does in my, in my own heart? That causes me to stretch myself out and say, you know, this, isn't he this is not heaven, and we're not there yet. And this world is just my home, and I'm just passing through, and I'm going to do, do the good I can do while I'm here. But is... Is the kingdom of God fulfilled yet? No, I don't think so. 
In fact, there's some indicators, yeah, it could be getting worse and worse. <laughs> I think they told somebody that joke this morning. You know, they told me to cheer up things could be worse. That's what, that was this week. Things, you told me to cheer up things could be worse, so I cheered up, and sure enough, things got worse. <laughs> yeah, if you can't laugh at that, well, you know, it's a sad day. <sighs> but it's the truth. That's the, that is life. It, and there's, there's a point here where we have to say, okay, Lord, I'm not really worried about next week, Lord, but there's something in me that, that wants to be worried about today. <laughs> and he says, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, about today. He said, you're supposed to pray about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Pray for today. You got enough trouble. Do you have enough trouble for today? Uh-huh. You do. You have enough trouble for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. That's what Jesus tells you. All right? <laughs> and listen, this, this, what could this be like if we ourselves were more fully doing the Christian thing and everybody around us was doing the Christian thing? What would that be like? Oh, Hallelujah. You know, even our churches are not that. <laughs> I've had some pretty mean deacons. I've had some pretty mean, I've had a few mean janitors. I've had two mean secretaries. And the one I have now I think is wonderful. All right. Just to let you know. What if all of us, me included, you know, some people that would say, you know, that Pastor Sandy, I know he's got a couple screws loose. Well, you know what? Maybe they're right. But what would it be like if this was fully, 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 fully the kingdom of God? Fully, fully, fully King Jesus. And he really ruled and reigned. And not just my heart, but everybody's heart, you know. See, we're not there yet. And what does he, what does he tell us to... to uh, what does he tell us to pray? Our Father. By the way, I got the right tie on today. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Can you see the word name? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is heaven like? That's the kind of kingdom he wants us to have here on earth. You know, I think it's heartbreaking for God to see gazillion atheists in government, anti-God people in government, godlessness in, in those that govern. And I don't care if you even think about the virus, you know, are they, are they doing godly? I think they don't even put God in the, in the equation. And that's a problem, not putting God in the equation, you know. And, and, you know, if you logically use all your brain power and you logically reason to a conclusion that says there is no God, I don't care how smart you are, the word of God says, yeah, you're, 
The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. But there's a bunch of people that logically reason to all the wrong conclusions. And there's a problem with that, and that is counterproductive concerning the kingdom of God. And this is what happened when, when one man, Karl Marx, come up with this idea, what we need to do is get rid of religion, then government, socialistic communism, then government would work so much better, and then the next guy comes along, you know, Lenin, he tries to begin to implement it, and then his successor, Joseph Stalin, takes it to the extreme, and he says, you know, it's all these Christians in Russia, we've got to kill them all, and he killed 12 million Christians. And then we wonder why they descended into all kinds of darkness, Oh, God, we want your kingdom to come. And a bunch of people have been praying for Russia. That God, that there would be a great awakening. And that, they, that a light would shine in a dark place. And the gospel of Jesus Christ would shine as never before. But on the heels of that, to take warning in our own culture to the people that are logically reasoning to all the wrong conclusions, saying, we don't need God. We need to get God out of the public forum. We need to get God out of, out of government. We need to get God, yeah, out of schools. Oh, well, that's not going to take you where you think it was. You know, it did not take Joe Stalin where where he thought it would take him. God's going to turn it. Now let's, let's, he, Jesus talked to his disciples concerning what? The things of the kingdom of God. Let's, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Here's, here's verse four, and being assembled together with them, he, that's Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. But what is he talking about? The things concerning the kingdom. That's what he's talking about. Not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. You cannot do kingdom stuff without what? The, Holy, the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, which he said, you have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him. Now, notice what the question is. He's talking about the kingdom, right? He's talking about the Holy Spirit and the kingdom, the things pertaining to the kingdom. Here's what they asked him. They, they came together. They asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? You know, they hear kingdom, and they think, well, you know, maybe he is going, let me substitute for Israel, let me substitute United States. Maybe he's going to take the United States and make it into something, wow. You know, the kingdom of God, the United States is going to be something, wow. No, you know, by the way, he can do that. But what did Jesus say, about, in, in this case, about Israel? What did he say? He said to them, verse 7, It is not for you to know times or seasons which a father has put in his own authority. Yeah, 
God's going to take care of that. You don't worry about it. What does and does not happen with this country? You keep praying for the country. You keep praying for the leaders, godless or not. You, keep, you pray for them. And, and what? And believe. Believe God's, go, God's going to have his hand on it. All right? But you, now here's your part. You, you zero in on your part as much as it depends on you, all right, about this kingdom. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me, or uh, actually a better rendering of that is, you shall be my witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, have you done anything in my life? Well, you know, that, what I can see that you did, see, that's my witness. I don't know about your problems, but let me tell you, when I've had problems, here's what happened. He was with me. And you shall be witness, my witnesses in Jerusalem, that's your home base, in all Judea and Samaria, that's a surrounding area, and where are they headed? Where are they headed? See, see, it's not focused in. This is focused out. You start here and work. Now, how do we get this out? How do we get this word out? And we got to do what we can. We can't do everything. There may be not a lot we can do, but there are some things we can do. It says to the ends of the earth, and that's on the northern uh, coast of Haiti. I've been there. Out in the middle of nowhere, and none of, it, none of the group knew where we were. We were to the ends of the world. I told them, I told them so when we were there. Yeah, this is the ends of the earth. You know, tell it, it told us to go to the ends of the earth. Well, we got there. Well, we need to keep working at it, you know. When he had spoken these words, he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. One more verse and we're done. Revelation. Well, we'll, in two weeks we'll work on this. Revelation chapter 11. Some of you know Handel's Messiah. Well, here's the verse from, that Handel camped on for one of his songs. Most famous of Handel's songs is right here in this verse. Revelation chapter 11. Verse 15, God can use the United States to bring the gospel to many nations, but the United States is not the be-all, end-all when it comes to nations, and especially with the godlessness, leaving God out of the picture that exists. Verse 15 says, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And so if you get Anybody besides me get frustrated with our governor? 
Anybody besides me get frustrated with the president? And, and some of those others in that same town. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go into that. But you know what? There is a kingdom. And a kingdom that's going to be fulfilled. And what we desire, we wish it were here. And we wish it were now. Listen, someday the kingdoms of this world are going to become his without debate, without argument. And he will reign forever and ever. We'll work, on, work more on that. But there, there it is, friends. Never fear. You know, if you get frustrated with politicians, you know, well, they're not Jesus. 